Welcome to Digitally Creative. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me this week is my good friend and artist and talented digital artist, the one and only Rebecca Cole. Hi, Beck. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. In case you can't tell, she's from the Bronx. Um, <laughs> Definitely. No, she's from Melbourne. Yes, um, yes. On the other side of the world. <laughs> yes. And it's like nine o'clock in the morning and she's talking to me. It's six o'clock Sunday, the 30th, as we're doing this. So the day before Halloween. Yep. Um, so- I like to tell people that because what ends up happening is people will donate. And then it's like, why didn't you mention my name in the show? It's like, oh, because I recorded three episodes between the time you donated and the time you got. Yeah. So yeah. So this is, we're recording episode three before episode two drops, which is kind of neat. I like that. I like to be a little bit ahead. So how was your weekend? I saw you did um, a craft fair this weekend in Victoria. Yeah, it went really well. So I had um, a store at the Queen Vic market, which is probably one of Melbourne's biggest markets. Um, Mm -hmm. And they've got like a row just dedicated to arts and crafts now. Um, oh, nice. which is awesome because it used to be mostly like souvenirs and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was a really good day. It went really well and really good do day do, out. I, I've, I've noticed, and I don't know, maybe I'm just noticing it more, but um, it seems like you're doing more of those. Like, are you trying to get yeah. out to more shows, like trying to really just put your stuff out there more? Is that intentional? Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, great. Kind of like, um, it's kind of market season around here. Like it always seems to pick up around about Christmas time. So mm-hmm. I'm just kind of trying to do as many of them as I can at the moment. I think I've got one a month now until June next year. So all booked out. (laughs) That's fantastic. Wow. So does it, do you ever, cause like, I know like people that are like craftsman types, like people like me that do woodwork and people that do metalwork and stuff like that. um, You know, when you're doing a craft show, the amount of inventory you have to prepare is always kind of wild. So what kind of stuff do you bring to these shows? Do you just have a bunch of prints? Do you do a bunch of single one-off original art? Like what kind of stuff do you bring to these shows? I bring a bit of a mix of everything. So there is a lot of like digital prints and stuff, um, which mm-hmm. I can uh, kind of like bulk print those. So that's right. nice and easy and fast to get out. But um, the real popular one is like vinyl stickers. And I've started making like these little desk lamps as well, which are like 3D. Oh my prints. God, they're so great. Those are so great. <laughs> I love I- them much <laughs> i i love i love how you've for those of you that haven't seen beck style and i'm you know if you're watching the video i'll put some of the stuff up as we're talking but if you haven't seen her style just the idea of it being in three dimensions was just like wild and the first one you just started making these because i oh, yeah. feel like i i saw the first one go into your feed and i'm like no way she's doing her stuff in 3d now so like all these characters because your style is generally a flat style like it's a very flat cartoon like almost children's cartoon kind of style yeah definitely very flat very kind of like um child children's book or animated tv show kind of style children's book with what i like to call lsd pupils (laughs) (laughs) yes definitely (laughs) i was trying to describe your work to a friend of mine today she goes Oh, who are you recording the podcast? It's like, oh, my friend, she's an artist in Australia. It's amazing. He goes, oh, what kind of art does she do? I said, hard to describe. It's kind of <laughs> like it's kind of like illustrative. Like I really children's book was the first thing that came to my mind too. I said, but the characters all have like really dilated pupils, and it's such a cool like a cool style. But what made you decide to like move into like three D for these lamps? Like that's a that's a major step for you. 
Yeah, it definitely is. So um, I've always kind of been interested in 3D printing and stuff, and we managed to get one for free age, like a couple of years ago. And then I oh, just great. got on the back burner for a little bit. Um, but then my partner bought me a resin printer for Christmas last year. So uh, oh, boy. Oh, game changer. Once you get it working, once you get it working, it's amazing. <laughs> yes, definitely. I mean, I broke the um, the screen on it the first time I used it because I wasn't too sure what I was doing. But, you know, it's working perfectly now. <laughs> every every resin printer has a replaceable screen for yes. a reason. <laughs> exactly. Everyone breaks them. But what I have found out, and this is interesting, I was watching some kind of video about, you know, things you're doing wrong when you first start resin printing, because I've had terrible luck resin printing until I got the printer I just got, um, which was my thing of the week last week, which is the Frozen Sonic Mini 8K. Um, I had terrible luck with them. But what I ended up hearing from a bunch of people is to go to like, um, get a tempered glass screen protector, like the kind that they use on phones and tablets and put that on the LCD. And this way, even if like resin, the big problem you have is that resin comes through the sheet, the film at the bottom and ends up on your screen and you're screwed because it cures to the screen. So, but at least with a screen protector, you can peel off the screen protector and just put another one down. I'm like, oh, okay. That's a really good idea. That's a smart idea. Yeah. yeah. I might need to do that when I replace the screen next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's once you've used the screen for a while, it doesn't make just like let it go and run. You're probably not going to do that again either. It was probably just, yeah. the, did it crush going down? Yeah, I yeah. Left, like I left a little like just a little bit of cured resin in there and it just pushed it right into the screen that's, and that's all crack. it takes. That's <laughs> all it takes. That little bit of you'd be amazed how that little bit of flex can screw things uh, up. But yeah, the lamps are the lamps are awesome. I saw you had a thing in your story. You had a thing in your story where a customer bought one and she was so happy to have it. And uh, it's like she loved it. She messaged me on Instagram and she was just like, oh, you know, I really want one. Like this was when I was just making them and putting like the work in progress photos up. So mm-hmm. she messaged me saying like, tell me when they're done because I want one. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. Isn't it great? Like when you're com- you're kind of like noodling around an idea and almost immediately somebody yeah. comes in and says, I want one of those. You're like, okay, good. I've sold at least one. Yes, Excellent. Exactly. <laughs> and the trial like- balloon. <laughs> But it's also kind of like I really hope that these turned out okay. Like I need I need to make this work because somebody has already basically bought one. Um, That's great. And then she, um, yeah, when I completed it, and she's just like, yeah, how can I come pick it up? I'm like, I'm at the market, and she's only like, you know, the next suburb over. So, oh nice, worked out perfectly. <laughs> nice. Yeah, at least you didn't have to ship it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a little nervous about the potential of selling these online and shipping them, but I'm sure I'll figure it out and make it work. Your price on them, I think, is probably too generous, but I always think everybody's not charging enough for their stuff. I get told I don't charge enough for my stuff, so I think we always look at the stuff. It's like, that's really cool. You should be charging more for it, but they're really, really cool. I am, I'm so amazed. It, like, it just seems like you know how to do like a lot of different things. So how did you get started? Let's take a step back. How did you get started with art? And then how did that, because I know you didn't start necessarily with digital, how did it start? How did you start with art? And then how did you move into digital? Because I think primarily now, if I'm correct, and correct me if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, your art now is primarily digital. Oh, definitely. I would say okay. about 90% digital with a little bit of liner cutting thrown in. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, so I'm, 
I feel like I'm one of those people that are just kind of like, yeah, I started my art journey back when I was a kid, like, you know, always mm-hmm. drawing, always had a pen in my hand. Um, and my mum's an artist as well. So I, oh, that's great. I like to say that I was doomed from the start. <laughs> <laughs> Positive um, art influences. Let me tell you something. Positive art influences are everything because everyone that mm-hmm. ends up becoming an artist, with very few exceptions, there are exceptions, but just about everyone I've seen that ends up becoming an artist had either a parent or a very close relative that was an artist. Yeah. And as they were a kid, that was what they saw. So it just was more normal than for someone who decided at age 35 that they were going to become an artist. But yeah, yeah that's I, awesome. I feel like it's definitely a lot easier to get into it as well. If you know other people that are mm-hmm. artists, it's like you got a little bit more backup for it. Sure. Like, um, I know with art, generally, there's a little bit of pushback around from the people around you. So it's good to have like that bit of backup. make a living like, doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> heard that a lot (laughs) Uh so Um, you you had a good positive influence as a younger age and you started you were basically the key you were me because you had a box probably had a box of crayons with you at all times and yeah just kind of blossomed from there pretty much and just constantly drawing in the sidelines of my books in school and everything like that (laughs) um and yeah so I went to um uni later on for graphic and digital design kind of thought that graphic design would be the way to go because it's like you know creative but you know more of a commercial creative like um like yes you can make money from your art but it's a lot more difficult I guess to doing graphic design for other people where there's a bit more demand for it right right um was kind of well, what was told to me around a little bit. So that's kind of the, dir- the direction I went down. But then my third year project, I just kind of started leaning more into illustration again. And I was just like, <laughs> I really want to do this. <laughs> um, that, that's great. I, I honestly think that, you know, I know a lot of people that are artists now that did some kind of graphic design at some point. And I think those are the people that have turned their art into more of a business than having it as like hmm. just a passion that they follow. Because when you do art commercially, you're of the mindset that it has commercial value. And I think that that's a big, big deal because a lot of people that do art don't think that their art has any commercial value until somebody goes, hey, you know, this is really nice. You should be charging for it. And it's like, oh, yeah, I I could charge for that, couldn't I? Yeah, I, I feel like when you've like done like the graphic design stuff as well, you've got a bit more of a background in like building brands as well. So it's mm-hmm. you end up building it into more of a brand than a, um, I don't know, just like a, oh, I've lost the words. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just a concept, you actually have a rock solid like a almost a portfolio for a brand identity. Which exactly, is, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. great, and I, I, I mean. It's, it's interesting because I kind of went the other way. Like I started being, I was creative long before I was being paid to be creative. And it's like, oh, you had to, I had to learn all this on the job. And I, I actually was showing someone um, yesterday. I had a visitor to my shop and I was showing her, I was showing her, you know, the, one of the first products I made the packaging for. Because my company's former warehouse is where my shop is located. Yeah. And I showed her, you know, one of the first products. And then I showed her just the next version of the product. And you could immediately see, like, wow. And how far apart was that? Oh, that was eight months apart. Oh, yeah. And like, it's like big you, difference you, in such a short time frame. You get so, like, you get so fast at it, too. Like, you just start cranking out designs. It's Yeah. I was always amazed. I was always amazed. I'm like, how do you make a design that fast? And now it's like, oh, I'm that guy. And people ask me how I do that now. So it's awesome. (laughs) 
yeah, it's just like develop the skills enough that you can work on it nice and fast now. So you do, you, your day job, you still have a day job of doing like corporate graphic design work. Yeah. My day job is um, graphic and web design. So um, that's, yeah, keeps me busy during the day and keeps the money flowing in. And then I can do all my side stuff on the, you know, as soon as I finish work, basically, I jump straight onto the computer to draw. <laughs> do you find do you find that the cross-pollination is making you better at one thing or the other? Because I know that for me, because I live in the day, at the day job, I'm almost in Adobe, even though it's not as much of my job function anymore. I still use Adobe Illustrator almost all day long. Um, yeah. Do you find that there's a lot of cross-pollination where you learn something at work and you go, oh, that's going to help later or vice versa, where you learn something at home and go, well, that solves the problem I'm having at work. Yeah, 100%. Like, because you're using all the same programs and stuff and it's just like, oh, I found a little tip or trick or something and it's just like, I'm going to use this like tonight when I jump on my personal computer <laughs> instantly. And then like with the web design stuff as well, it was just like, as soon as I learned how to do all of the web um, design and the coding for it and stuff, I'm just like, this is amazing. I'm going to make my own website now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's weird. You can kind of see the transition as you learn something at work. You can see your own personal work getting yeah, better. Exactly. It's, and, it's, and they're it's paying cool. you to learn. <laughs> yeah and then it's also like you see like your actual work and stuff at work getting better as well and you're just like oh man this feels mm-hmm. good like improving all over and you see the progress there have been times there have been times i've tried to figure something out you know for doing a design at home and then i was like oh this is gonna be really helpful at work like really helpful in fact then one of my next youtube videos one of my upcoming youtube videos is a process that you and i talked about yeah and even you said you're like I've ne- I don't know how to, I've never heard anyone do that. That's genius. And I'm like, yeah, it's just, I had to figure it out. I didn't have a choice. I just had to figure this out. And that's how I figured yeah. it out. And it's like, now that I, once I figured that out for a cutting board, I have used it at work. I'm not even joking. I've used it at work about 20 times already. <laughs> it's and just it's coming like, so handy now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those weird things that like, I didn't know how to do it before. And now I know how to do it. And it's like, oh yeah, there's other people. Like when I told you and you're like, I didn't know that. I'm like, okay, if she didn't know this, this is worth making a video about because... Oh, yeah. It's definitely worth making a video about. Like, when you make the video, I can tell you I'm going to be going back and rewatching it and just, like, <laughs> I need to get this, like, method just, like, stuck in my head, so I'll rewatch the video a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the fact that we're teasing a video on my YouTube channel because my YouTube channel's <laughs> kind of back now, and it's like, yeah, that's right, my YouTube channel. Go watch my YouTube channel. Stay I'm tuned a... for this upcoming video. <laughs> <laughs> So you do, you make the transition. You're you got the corporate you got the corporate day job doing graphic design, and now you're doing your art, and your yeah. art just starts taking off. Like it is taking off. You are. I don't know if you guys know this. I know this because we're friends. But um, she's been in the newspaper. Like there's been <laughs> articles written about her because she's so good at what she does. Go uh, don't worry, I'll promote you, babe. We're good. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> let's just leave out the part where it is a local newspaper still but i'm still very proud of that newspapers are newspapers all print is good print as they say (laughs) articles out there but you start to feel the you you probably at some point you start to feel the momentum building and that's got to be like wow this is it's happening like it's actually happening Especially over like the last couple of months as well. I've just been like, this is feeling really good. Like it feels like, you know, the progression that is there in terms of like what I'm creating, the progression's there in terms of like the people that are seeing what I'm creating mm-hmm. and like the market's on top of that. And it's just like, oh, this stuff is selling. I'm just so happy all of the time now. Like this is all just, it's all happening. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love, I love that this is happening for you because I know that when you're, 
doing this kind of stuff, you know, obviously at some point the goal is to be doing it full time for yourself. Yeah. That would be amazing. When the ball starts really rolling and it's like, okay, it may not be tomorrow. It may be, may not even be this year, but I can see the growth starting. Like there's, there's a, there's a snowball happening and it's just getting a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. 100%. It's just like, I can see that like end goal of making this like a bit more of like a regular job kind of thing than what, I don't know. I can see the end goal of maybe going down to like part-time at work or something. It's still very far off. That's but what I like, did. That's it, what I did. I'm still not sure it was a, a smart decision, but I did it. <laughs> well, it's still kind of cool though. Cause like, even though like there might be like, like a little drop in the funds or something for a little bit, but like you're getting to work on the stuff that you want to work on so much yeah. more and that's worth yeah. it. I have been, I, 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 I always joke that I'm so productive in those three days now. Mm. And it's like, I I'll, I'm okay with it. Like I'm, it was scary at first because it was a, you know, it's a 20% pay cut. Yeah. And you know, it's a big 20% thing is a lot of money. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but, you know, you you just deal. Like, it's like, no, if I'm going to make a run at it, 20%, if I can't cover 20%, it's never going to be full time. Mm. And it's like, that was that was my calculation. And so far, I mean, it you know, it's ups and downs. But I can totally understand where, you know, if you start, when the ball starts rolling to just start getting excited and you can follow your passion project and turn it into your, your work and not have to do it for somebody else unless you want to like yeah. all that. It's just all that. Yeah. It's exciting. Just all of the ideas popping into your head and just the excitement for the future of it all. It's like, ah, <laughs> do you have, do you, so what is your, what is your toolbox look like? What do you use to create? What are your, you know, your applications, your computer so, situation? What do you got most- going on? Mostly I'm using Photoshop at the moment. So um, that's what I use for all of my like digital drawings and stuff like that. And I think it might be just a little bit of a habit of like, that's what I started in. So that's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. Um, habits, are, habits are a powerful thing. Yeah, 100%. And then I've got like a digital drawing tablet. So like a Wacom, um, mm-hmm. which I couldn't live without now. Um, but yeah, recently with like the 3D modeling things, I'm jumping into Fusion 360 and giving that a shot. So nice. that's been fun to learn. And I would also recommend I would also recommend Blender if you want to sculpt because it's just Yeah. Once you learn it, like it's a pain in the ass, I'm not gonna lie. But and it's completely different from Fusion. So you're gonna learn Fusion and Blender at the same time. You're get your head's gonna explode. But like I did a couple of things where I was like, there's no way I could have done this in fusion you know i needed to change an stl file and mm. i was like you know what the only way this is going to get done like i wanted to s- change the shape of something I was like i'm not going to be able to do this in fusion and blender is great and there's yeah. the nice thing about both is that there's a ton of content online for both so oh yeah youtube videos is just spot mm-hmm. on for helping you to like to learn that stuff yep that's 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 it's cool that you it's cool that you're um I know that you did some work for me a couple of months ago and you're like, yeah, is Photoshop okay? I'm like, could you do it in Illustrator? You're like, that sounds like a fun challenge. Yeah, I'll do it in Illustrator. And I'm like, oh no, like, did I just torture this poor girl? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. I'm always like keen to try something else. And like, I Mm -hmm. use Illustrator anyway for like um, logo designs and things like that. And I feel like the style of my illustrations kind of translates into Illustrator quite well anyway. So I just thought you did them in Illustrator. It's like when you said you didn't, you did them in Photoshop. I'm like, wow, really? Like <laughs> you're operating at like 48 megapixels or something to get something that's like, because 
your artwork is very so one a couple of characteristics of your artwork there are large swaths of single colors with you know little yeah. highlights and stuff it's very flat and with only like minor minor shading and there's a lot of line work and that kind of illustration it's just really weird to see and i'm not saying you're doing it wrong don't worry but it's just really unusual to see that style of work being done in photoshop like, yeah it's definitely more commonly done in like illustrator for other artists that are doing similar styles sure, sure. but i think i just like to have that like feedback i guess of like when you draw the line and stuff um and just kind of feel like you're coloring in a coloring book rather than like using just like the fill colors and stuff that you get in the illustrator <laughs> i really if if you guys aren't watching the video version of this show by the way if you guys aren't Beck is sitting in front of a wall that she painted and it is just, it's her work. I mean, she's like the, um, the cute purple haired version of Jazza. So it's like seeing, seeing her, seeing her wall behind her was something she painted. I've just got, I'm totally getting Jazza vibes. Like, oh my God. That's a, that is a massive compliment. Cause Jazza is just amazing. <laughs> I, I, I love that dude. I really do. Yeah. Like I, 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 you know, a lot of the stuff I watch, I'm like, okay, clearly you're just making content for the sake of making content. And yet I'm still watching this. (laughs) (laughs) But he clearly like loves everything that he does as well. It's like, oh, let's just give this random thing a go and we'll make a video out of it. I'm just like, cool. (laughs) Well, that's, that's the kind of person, especially in the artistic space. I feel like those are the kind of people that can really just drag creativity out of you. You know, his, his whole, um, he uses the term kinesthetic learner a lot and it's a term that i had never heard until he used it and now it's something that i realize like oh no that's you like that's why you like jazza you know i'm watching jazza and i'm like yeah i want to do this to see how it is like i don't want to if i'm interested in something i want to take enough information to attempt it myself before i decide if i like it or not and i i watch him do stuff sometimes and i'm like oh you know, what was the one he just did? He just did a video where, or he asked something where it was like, do you like when I have a plan and do research? Oh, when he had his wife on. Yeah. Do you like when I, when I, when I plan and do research or do you like it better when I just wing it and try to figure it out? And everyone's like, no, just wing it and try to figure it out. Like, don't, don't do research. We like you stumbling through it at the beginning. Yeah. It's, it's like so much more entertaining, but it's also kind of just like that is, like I feel like for me as well, that's like the best way to learn is just trying sure. to do stuff. Sure. You you get I, I feel like for me, my my best learning is dive into something, take your best attempt at it, and try to understand it. And yeah. then once you have at least something, some kind of foundation, then find like tutorials, YouTube videos, whatever, and yeah. fill in your gaps and then strengthen the foundation, then start building on that. And I've found that that works really well for me. Yeah. I don't know how it works for other people, but that's the way I learn the best. I think that's the same with me as well. Like when it came to like the 3D modeling stuff as well, like I had a bit of experience in like CAD software before, um, Mm -hmm. but then like I hadn't used Fusion 360. So it was a bit of like jump in, have a play around, see how similar it is to what I'd done in the past. And then go to YouTube for those videos to like, you know, teach me how to do the things that I haven't figured out yet. Mm-hmm. I did one course. I did one course when I was really like, I have to learn Fusion 360 because I can't just keep going to Thingiverse and printing stuff. <laughs> so it's like, I have to go learn Fusion 360. Like it's the thing you have to learn if you're doing 3D printing. And I took a course on Skillshare by Vlad Mariano of Desktop Makes. And he has a course called um, Fusion 360 for 3D printing. 
cool. And that course was everything for me. Like I learned, it was every gap that I had in my processes was filled in with that course. That sounds and good. I've learned a lot since. I mean, I didn't learn everything in that course, but I learned so much that I was able to model things and to be able to start with an idea in my head and then have a thing that actually looks like what it did in my head. Like, I feel like that's like the Holy Grail, even with um, Adobe Illustrator or something like you have a design in your head and it's like, you know, even if you just do a quick sketch, it's like, okay, I know what I want this to look like. And you open up the app and you don't have this, the skills to translate that idea digitally that's just torture like i think it's torture yeah to not be able to get your ideas out yeah just to have it kind of like stuck in your head and not be able to do anything with it like yeah it's it's so satisfying seeing like like a little thumbnail sketch or just like an idea that you come up with and then just like producing the final product and being like yes okay that is out there now it's out of my brain then- onto the paper Totally. And then with like 3D printing, you know, to be able to, you know, you design something in Fusion 360 and you look at it on the screen and go, hey, I can actually like make this like yeah. right now. And like, like I hold just... it in your hands. <laughs> you hold it in your hands. It's so amazing to have like this thing that's on your computer screen and then just be able to like turn it around in your hands. <laughs> do you, um, do you, uh, like what, what other stuff do you want to learn? Because I feel like you have a very, Ooh. one of the things I like about you is that you do a lot of stuff. Like you started really working with 3D modeling. You are an illustrator. I occasionally see your lino cuts, which are <laughs> yep. wild. Like that's something I just, I've been watching videos on that of like block printing and stuff like that. And I'm like, I really want to give this like a legitimate go. Like I want to try this. This You like definitely fun. should. It is a lot of fun. Like you just got to keep your fingers out of the way because Yes, because everything is very sharp. (laughs) (laughs) I watched watched a video the other day and I was like, so that's how... I was wondering how they transferred the designs. Yep. And I was like, well, how do they do it? And they use tracing paper and they just flip the paper over and that's how they mark it on the the block and then they cut it out that way. And I'm like, that's so simple. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I can't draw in reverse. What the hell am I supposed to do? I was like, oh, no, nobody does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I've been doing like, um, I'd make the drawing in like Procreate or Photoshop mm-hmm. or something and then flip it, print it out and put like carbon paper down so that it like transfers it down. Like just draw over the top of your drawing and carbon paper makes it go into the block. Oops. And then you just cut your block and then you put the ink on, roll it, put yep. the paper on and then brayer over the paper and boom, instant. Dave Bauer, Dave Bauer, our, my friend Dave Bauer actually did a course about this at Maker Camp, and he taught, he was teaching people how to do block printing. And then I was watching Justine Silva, who was also a guest on Because We Make. Um, she had a video that I somehow missed of how to do it. And I'm watching this. I'm like, God, this process looks like so much fun. Like, why am I not doing this? Like, I want to do this. I don't know what I'm going to do it for. I don't know what I'm going to do it on. I don't know what I'm... I just want to do it. Like, it's like, yeah. no, I want, I want to be my own print factory now. Yeah. Why not? I mean, just add, why not give everything a go? Hey. <laughs> and, and by the way, that's the mentality. I think that's the mentality that like people like you and I have, you know, yeah. and I don't mean just you and I, but I think that people like you and I and other people who are naturally creative people, I think that's the mindset, right? Why not it's, try it? Like, yeah. And it's a good mindset to have as well. Cause it's just like, yeah, you can, Ah, uh, it's the whole like um do do as much as you can it's like just yeah. give everything a shot and whatever sticks sticks i like, love the phrase when i heard the phrase for the first time when i heard the phrase skill collector 
Yes. It really hit me because I'm like, yes, that's a, that's exactly what I want to be. Like, yeah, competent at a lot of. Th- I don't need to be an expert at anything, but I want to be a. I want to be competent at a lot of things. Yeah, and I, I really enjoy like being like um like in my friend groups and stuff, being the person that has just a lot of kind of basic knowledge on a broad amount of things. And then like your friends come to you and they're like, How do I do this? And I'm just like, Okay, so I can start you off. <laughs> and I'll get then the we're ball rolling have, for you. <laughs> yeah, and then we're gonna have to like research it a little more together just to like get to the final product. But I know a bit and we can get started. <laughs> so we talked about we talked about, you know, having having an adult role model when you're younger, the you know, the can make art mean something more than the thing you're not allowed to do for money. Yeah. Um, but you also have to have supportive friends. So what is your mm. friend group like and how are they artistic or are they just really supportive? Like what kind of, what kind of people are you hanging out with these days? Huh? <laughs> All of the good types. <laughs> right. So, awesome. um, I would say my partner, Sean is like the most like, I mean, he's the person I hang out around the most, um, mm-hmm. but he's like fully supportive. Like the other day, he's just like, let's put a mural in another room. I'm like, all right, let's do that. Could um, you move and... the furniture? I'll get the paint. Exactly. Let's go to Bunnings now. <laughs> um, For those of you not in the know, Bunnings is the Australian version of Home Depot, just, just so. Yes. <laughs> it's the place to go on every weekend. <laughs> um, but yeah, all my friends and stuff, I've got like, I would say they're all generally creative, like even if it's not the thing that they do like all the time or they haven't mm-hmm. made a job out of it or anything, they like making stuff. Um, That's and great. going to uni, like doing the graphic and digital design course in uni as well, it's like naturally you meet creative people there. It's like, did you ca- did a lot of your friends, I mean, you, I'm assuming you graduated. Yep. Okay. So did you carry a lot of your friends after school? Like are you still friends with a lot of those people? Or? A handful. The, the close ones that, you know, okay. the, the good ones to pick around. Yeah. Because <laughs> those end up, I've, I've found that a lot of people that go to school with, you know, in like um, a certain, what's that word? The word, a cohort, a certain cohort. Mm-hmm. You end up after school, you kind of become each other's business connections. Has that happened yeah, for you? Yeah, that's exactly, it's actually been really good like that. Like um, one of the, one of my friends from uni, she'll pass some graphic design jobs on to me every now and then. And I'm just like, mm-hmm more than happy to do it just like when she's overloaded it's it's good you can just kind of like if you're if your workload's too much you pass it around mm-hmm. to somebody else because you know we're all got the skills we're all happy to do it yeah you can freelance for each other it's great it's perfect we're like our own little um marketing team for each other <laughs> yeah you're a, you're a creative agency like exactly <laughs> Cole, would you, i got the name ready cole creative Oh, I like it. Yes. <laughs> it actually is really good because you could do like an interlocking C. I mean, nobody's ever mm. done that before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. <laughs> do you, I mean, since you do corporate graphic design, like, have you ever, like, I've had this happen to me, so I can only imagine it's happened to you. Have you ever, like, worked really hard on a logo, like, really been really happy with it? And then you show it to someone, and they go, isn't that the logo for blank? Yes. <laughs> yes. 100%. I've <laughs> had that happen more times than I can to admit. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I, I think that that's a given. If you work in like the corporate design space, it's going to happen to you at some point. <laughs> you're sub- you know, it's funny because once you see it too, you go, of course it is. Why didn't I think of that? Because your subconscious mind is constantly 
collecting information and, you know, stimuli and stuff from, from your surrounding area. And sometimes you'll really, really, really take something in and not notice it yeah. until someone else goes, wait a minute, that's the McDonald's logo, dude. Like you didn't create <laughs> that logo. Like what's wrong with you? And you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, every idea has to come from somewhere. Like um, we're basically just like reusing the same ideas over and over. Like, sure. Just collect it, remix it put something else out. I did something, I did something at the day job. I was working on a project and I was really happy with the logo. And I was like, the, the product was one of the letters in the name. And I was yep. so excited about this. I'm like, this is so creative. Like I turned the type perfectly. Like everything looked amazing. I had perfect descenders. I had, everything was great. I nailed it. I sent him the logo. And the first thing he says to me, he goes, why is there a milk carton in the logo? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like a milk carton. What the hell is he talking about? So I pull up the logo. And I'm like, oh man, like now I can't unsee that. Like I was so happy with this logo. Like that's all I can see now. It's like there's a milk carton smack in the middle of it. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Can just use the letter. It'll be fine. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> but so. it was such a cool idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy with it too. I was like, look how creative I am. I used the product as one of the letters. And he's like, yeah. That's a milk carton. I'm like, mm. yeah, you're right. It is a milk carton. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take it back a step. <laughs> who do you, who do you, um, who's, aside from your thing of the week, which we'll get to obviously later on, but you know, who do you watch on YouTube or Instagram? Like, who do you, who's your, yeah. in, who are your influences there? Because I have a few that I find really interesting. So I imagine you must have even more. Oh, so many. Like, <laughs> too many to list <laughs> but definitely a couple of them like um I love like Max Wilkins illustration he's just he's so detailed and just like you every time you look at it you find something else inside the illustration mm -hmm. um and like on YouTube obviously like the big ones like Jazza <laughs> um of course of course um oh man you know when you try and think of them and they all just oh, you'll never think of them mind. and then when you you know when we we end this you're gonna text me like 50 oh, of yeah. them and you're gonna be like of course i you know i was like all of these people <laughs> it's interesting because i can think of like a bunch of people but they don't really it's it's interesting they're all like proper graphic designers and i've just hmm. learned like um let's see there's dansky who everyone i think who's in our mm. space watches um will patterson Mm -hmm. um and from graphic design how to who is actually a guest on because we make um i started watching this guy and his i think his his channel i don't i never remember his name because he has an indian name i'm not going to attempt it but his name is um his channel name is pix imperfect he does okay. youtube tutorials it, they're like 10 minute tutorials and every single one of them is just a banger like it was it's just like I come away from it going, I could do anything in Photoshop today, like anything, <laughs> you know, him, um, Photoshop cafe, Colin Smith is a, is a really yeah. good channel. There's so much like, and I'm always finding new people. It's, it's amazing how much is out there. Yes. Yeah, so much. But I find that I tend to not watch as much like graphic design content as general kind of like maker and creator content. Like, um, oh, I've been watching a lot of sculpting videos recently, which is really odd because it's, I'm not, 
really too good at sculpting myself, but it's really fascinating to watch. (laughs) Well, this is how it starts, right? You start watching someone do something over. That's how it started with me with 3D printers. I was watching a lot of videos about 3D printers, a lot of videos about 3D printers, and then I watched them for about four months and then ordered one. (laughs) I'm ready. I wasn't ready, but I had a 3D Uh, printer. (laughs) I think you're more ready in the months after you've got the 3D printer. Like, I, I agree. You're never ready to start off with. It just takes a little bit figuring it out. Um, I completely yeah. agree with that. Maybe in the next couple of months, maybe I'll have some sculpting stuff out there. We'll see. <laughs> oh, totally. I can I could totally imagine you doing like um, kind of like Ace of Clay type sculpting. Like, you, I'm that. sure you watch his channel. 100%. And um, <laughs> North of the Border as well. Is one of north the of the Border. Okay. Fun fact. I discovered North of the Border um a couple of weeks ago and then a friend of mine when he did the yoshi the the photorealistic yep. yoshi sent it to me and like because he knows i love yoshi and he sent me the he sent me this he goes you're gonna love this guy i'm like i'm already watching bro we're good <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he is oh my god he is so good he does for those of you that haven't seen this guy's work he basically does like he'll take something like kirby the kirby was yeah unreal <laughs> and uh it's like some realistic minecraft characters and stuff as well which is just like these are haunting like yes these will haunt my nightmares now but they're amazing when he did the cobra and Ekans, and yeah. it's like he he actually went to like snake biology basically and was trying to make like to make sure that the inside of the mouth looked like an actual snake mouth and i'm like i love this guy crazy I love this guy even though he's canadian i still love this guy <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for our Canadian people that follow, but yeah, no, he's, he's amazing. What a, what a weird, and it's funny because these guys all develop these weirdly specific things like his, that Kirby, the Kirby he made is just horrifying. And horrifying. He, his VO is great because he talks through his thought process. And one of the things he was talking is like, it's like, I imagine Kirby eating. And he's got this really proper voice. It's like, I imagine Kirby being the eater of souls. So, of course, we need to have a soul trying to escape from inside Kirby. And then he sculpts like a screaming, like, spirit coming out of Kirby's back. Just a tiny one. But, like, yeah. if you look real close at the details, it's like a face that's clearly yelling under Kirby's skin. And it's like... Oh my god, this is so uncomfortable, but I love it. <laughs> so uncomfortable, and I love like when I'm watching those videos, and like my partner walks past behind me and just sees like the Kirby face, like somebody, like the face impressing Kirby's back, and it's just like, what are you watching? <laughs> Why is he evil? He's cute. Why is he evil? <laughs> no, that's, even, that's even more perfect. It's just like the cute stuff has to be evil, right? Of like, course you don't it does. Expect it. <laughs> it's a trap. It's always a trap. General Akbar knows it's always a trap. That's the way yep. it works. <laughs> it's it's so it's so fun when you you I I was my barometer for whether somebody was good at what they did is like if I could show someone who's completely uninterested in the subject matter that the work is still good and like people like him would totally just look at it and go I you know I don't know one Pokemon from another but you know you can look at the work and go jeez like yeah. it's it's incredible what's I. The level of work that everyone is putting out now, it just, you, everyone needs to just, you're constantly on edge. I, I almost feel like it's what creates this environment of my work is not worthy, even though yeah. most people that have the courage to say, I want to show others my work probably are making work that's worthy. Nobody's making trash. 
If you're making trash, you probably know you're making trash and you're not going to put it out there. If yeah. you're willing to put it out there, you know it's pretty good. But man, it's there's, it's not competitive, but there's like that pressure all the time. There's so much stuff out there and it's it's very easy to compare yourself and your quality to what everybody else is doing. Do you find that a little bit easier because your style is super unique? Like you don't, I can't imagine, like you're not competing with people that do photorealistic drawing. You're not competing with people that do crazy color work. Your, your stuff is, your style is your brand. Like yeah. that, that it's, it's, it's the most clear example I know of, you know, among the people I know where your style is your brand. And yeah. if you did something that wasn't, of your style, it would look wrong. Like it wouldn't oh, be yeah. like, have you, have you thought about that? Like, do you feel like, you know, because what you've kind of branded yourself and the way you've kind of progressed, do you feel like you're limiting yourself in any way? Or are you just like, eh, whatever, we'll figure it out. I feel like I have to like, um, because of that style being so defined, I feel like I have to separate like my illustration and stuff from the more kind of like graphic design work because of it. Mm -hmm. Like they have to be two totally separate things. But in terms of like um, the more like, you know, creative illustration and all of that stuff, I have like the occasional thought of, oh, maybe I should try a different style. But instead I just kind of end up working in very slight differences instead. So mm -hmm. rather than like making a drastic change, I'm kind of like making gradual changes over time. Uh, so you evolve it so that you're doing something else later on. <laughs> yeah. You just take a slower turn that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there's no pressure as well. It's just kind of like, oh, I know kind of what I'm doing. I know how to do the style that I'm doing at the moment. So just the gradual changes doesn't put a lot of pressure on me. They just kind of like have to learn that totally different style instantly and, you know, be good at it instantly because you can just kind of gradually implement it and of watch it evolve. The consensus, because the consensus with the people I know um, that are various makers that do, that have various skill sets, the consensus is that, you know, restrictions and I'm not, you know, obviously the yours isn't a restriction. It's just your style and your style mm. is what it is, but you know, restrictions, especially creative ones tend to bring out your best work. Yeah. And I was if just wondering if you feel the same way. If there's no restrictions, like if I get a project and I'm just kind of like, no restrictions, do whatever you want. I'm just kind of like overwhelmed with the amount of different options and stuff <laughs> that there is to do. Because I'm just like, oh, I need some kind of brief. <laughs> you ever pull something out? Do you ever pull something out? Because I, like I said, you're, I mean, I know we've talked about your style a lot, but do you ever pull something out that's not your style and show it to someone and go, I didn't know you could do that? Like, wow, that's, um, yeah. that's interesting. I drew my cats like, oh, it would have been about six months or so ago now, but I drew my cats in like um, pencil and like, no, not the style that I usually do. I tried to do them like, you know, more realistic and stuff. And it's not mm -hmm. perfect. But I showed my partner and he's just like, oh man, that's different. They look good. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected. That's different. They look good. As opposed to Sean, Sean, yep. Sean. <laughs> Choose your words carefully here, Sean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this, this could bite you back. <laughs> bite you in the yeah. butt later. <laughs> You're, the next thing you say is very important for this relationship, Sean. Very. Yeah. <laughs> be, be careful because I'm cooking dinner tonight and you don't know. <laughs> I know where the medicine cabinet is and I know where the stove is. Just remember. <laughs> If you want to get any, uh -huh. if you want to wake up tomorrow morning, you're going to say the right thing. And I'm not telling <laughs> you what the right thing is, my friend. <laughs> uh, 
nah, he's he's good. He's supportive of everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was interesting. Like having to go with that other style. It was um now now he's got them on his desk all the time. So I must have done something oh, right. That's there. great. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> I love I love that you have that ability because a lot of people, you know, they lock themselves into a certain style. And then like I there's a couple of YouTubers, I won't name them by name because what I'm going to say isn't particularly it's not bad, but it's they have a style and everything is that style, like everything yeah. like they will shoehorn things into their style. Mm. And I don't. I understand why they do it because it's expected, right? You know, if I go to a person's channel, there's one artist in particular I follow and everything she does is this one style. I like her style, mm. but it's like, and it's not even that it's predictable. It's just that like, oh yeah, I kind of have a rough idea where you're going to go with this one. Like, you know, she, she has every once in a while she'll do like, she has one of those sets of card prompts or she'll just shuffle them up and put four down and then draw it. And I'm like, in my head, I've watched her videos long enough where I can almost go, I know what that's going to look like. Yeah. And I could get, like, if I sketched it on paper before her, I would be in the ballpark. Like, I would be, like, close. Maybe yeah. it wouldn't look as good, but it would be, the idea would be, clearly I understood what her mind was going to put on paper. Um, yeah. I always find that interesting. It's it's kind of cool though that they can work in that style so consistently as well and like that's true too you know, to the point of predictability almost because it's like yeah yeah I, I don't know um I feel like I'd get maybe a little bit bored if I was just doing the same thing constantly where it's just like that's why I was like I need to expand into something different now I'll give something else yeah. a shot <laughs> but I, I do kind of like still commend those people for being able to stick with it and um produce consistent yeah. work I don't have that ability. I'm not going to lie. Like if no. I wouldn't, I would not be able to do, you know, five years worth. If I was drawing stuff, I wouldn't be able to draw in the same style for five years. I wish I could draw in any style, but I would settle for being able to draw anything. And I would draw it for 20 years if I could, but I don't really have any drawing ability. I have, I have good, I have really good photography skills. I have decent graphic design skills and I have okay 3D modeling skills and I'm perfectly fine with that combination. It works for oh, me and I get getting there too though. Like um some of the drones and stuff that you did for was it last year? Um that you had Oh for Inktober? Yeah. yeah this, so that's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I realized this year like it was like the 20th and I'm like, "Oh wow, it's October." And I did nothing for Inktober this year, but it, it just kind of flew by this year. It really did. Come and gone real fast. But I did Inktober that way. I did it with Procreate as a way to learn Procreate. Like that was mm. my goal to come out of Inktober knowing how to use Procreate. And now I do. Like mm. now I can take Procreate and just draw with it. And I don't need to use physical media anymore. And it's yeah. nice because, you know, the pipeline is you make it in Procreate and then you bring it into Illustrator and you do your line work and your color work in Illustrator, but you do the drawing part in Procreate. And it's just so nice to work that way. Yeah, it's really nice to have like a digital sketchbook kind of thing. Like it's it's easier than carrying around paper and a pen all the time or something, yeah. like if you've got an idea. And, you know, the other thing is that the the media that they've created, the brush, they call them brushes, but it's not really brushes. They're mm. they're like, it's like carrying around gouache, acrylic oh, paint, yeah. oil paint, charcoal, pencils, crayons. Airbrush. They got everything. Yeah, it's wild how good they are. Like, yeah. I've used brush sets that I've paid for in Photoshop. They're just not as good. No, they've got such a wide range and the textures as well. Like I've been using that um, canvas background texture that just kind of like makes all your stuff look like it's painted onto a canvas. Interesting. It's, it's 
really I've well not done. toyed with I've not toyed with the textures in it at all. I've only I bought like two two or three brush sets, including Jazz's new one, which <laughs> he's right. It's incredible. Oh, that's um, on my list. I need to get that. <laughs> I, I you know, I watched the video and I'm like, you know what? I downloaded it. I, I waited like a couple of weeks. I didn't even install it right away. I just downloaded I'm like, it's Jazza. I'm not a patron, but I love the dude's work. I'll just support him. Yeah. And what ended up happening was what ended up happening was I threw it in Procreate just to try it because normally I would put it in Photoshop first, but I put it in Procreate and I'm like, wow, these are awesome. Like I did a couple of quick things, mostly using the brushes. I'm like, oh my God, like these are better than the default brushes. Oh man. And, and that's saying something as well. Like, yeah. And that's, that's what's crazy. That's what's crazy about Procreate. Like a lot of people have asked me like, Hey, is there anything like Procreate? No, no. You know, Adobe Fresco might be the only thing that even comes close and it's not it's still quite far away from it yeah so you use let's see you use fusion 360 you use illustrator you use photoshop yep. um and procreate um yep. any other cool tools in the uh, toolbox there oh i use xd a lot for my work um like creating wireframes and stuff for websites you, um, listen make make tutorials on xd because they all stink i've tried to <laughs> yeah, learn it multiple great. times i have use for it i can't I can't understand it. I don't know why. I just don't understand it. It's like a black box for me. So it's interesting because it's it's slightly different to the rest of the Adobe programs. Like all the shortcuts and stuff are slightly just slightly different, but it's not as easily learnable. Clearly as wasn't. Like jumping it, from it's like Dimension. Dimension also was clearly mm. not made by Adobe. Like it no. just wasn't because it doesn't act like an Adobe app. It doesn't look like an Adobe app. The one thing I I always liked about Premiere, Illustrator, Photoshop, Lightroom and audition is they all feel like the same person made them like even premiere as you're working you know v is the arrow mm. it's like the same as it is in every adobe app v is the arrow all right granted r is the razor instead of c to cut but okay fine i get it but yeah you know you the main you the main shortcuts are the same though like you can do this. learn it easy enough because you know the other programs it's yeah your hands, because muscle memory is a big deal. The one thing that people that don't use Adobe apps don't understand is that keyboard shortcuts are everything. Oh, if yeah. You're t if you're moving the mouse to a menu, you're doing something wrong. There's a yeah. keyboard shortcut for literally every command in every Adobe app. You just have yeah. to know them. Yeah, a massive time saver. Just mm -hmm. so good. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's the cool part of, that's why I stay, you know, I'm an Adobe fanboy. You and I were joking about the other day. I was like, hey. <laughs> I we I pay entirely too much for it, but they make me money, so it's fine. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's that 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 cross application language stuff is it's the best. It's what makes it for someone like me who lives in all their apps. All like usually when I set up a new computer, it's like the first thing that goes on is Microsoft Office, and the second thing that goes on is the full Creative Suite. Like I have yeah. all the apps on my computer at any given time. Yeah, even like the ones that I don't really like use that often or anything. I've still go and download it. Like if you're in the for later. cloud, may as well download it. <laughs> There's going to be days like I, I, I was working on something for a major national client at the day job. And it was like, we need a mock-up of what this would look like as a, pa as a package. Now oh, yeah. there are easier ways to do mock-up that I've since learned. I was like, well, what the hell am I meant to do? And I, I thought about it and I'm watched, I'm like thinking like, okay, how can I do this? How can I do this? And I ended up doing it in dimension. Oh. And it was an app that I just installed because I was like, yeah, oh, that's a cool thing that I might want to tinker with at some point. And I, and wow, 
like the results were they got the results and they're like, wait, did you make did they thought we actually photographed this box and had it made it a printer? And I'm like, that's a digital rendering. There is no box. Mm. And it's just that good at what it does. Yeah. Well, but that's, that's kind of like what it's made for, isn't it? Like being able to yeah. do that kind of stuff. Uh, I wish I had a reason to use it more, honestly. But like... Unfortunately, they, they think it was like last year, they made it like an additional app now. It's not part of the creative suite anymore. So if oh, you really? have, if oh, you hey. had the older versions, you still have them. But every version newer than I think last year now, you don't get them anymore. We don't get ah, them. We're, we're plebs. We just don't get, <laughs> we don't get to mention anymore. So what is, what is the next thing for you? Like, what are you looking forward to? Like, we know you've been, I know you've been working really hard on the market and now the market's over because that was your very successful yep. weekend. Um, <laughs> for those of you, it's the album art, her standing in front of her table, but what's next for you? Like, what are you working on? I know you're probably going to be ramping things up toward the end of the year. Are you still yeah. taking commissions or? So yeah, still taking commissions. Um, still got a couple more markets coming up as well. And when I've got some free time, I really want to try casting metal. <laughs> like, Ooh, I really want to casting is fun. Pewter <laughs> casting is fun. I'm, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. It's it's surprisingly fun. Your first few are gonna suck. It's just oh, I'm okay with that. I feel like it's like that with anything. The first few things of whatever it is, they're not gonna be great. But pewter, it's even worse. As bad as you think <laughs> oh everything's God. ever been. Pewter is honestly, it, the first results I got were so bad that I was like, I don't even want to do this anymore. But yeah. I kept doing it and I was like, oh, now I understand why they were bad. And once you understand why your results suck, they stop sucking. Yeah. <laughs> so. You just got to do it a couple of times and, you know, figure out what's going wrong and go from there. But um, I've got all the all the supplies for it. They're all just sitting there just waiting for me to have the time to do it. But nice. Just just going at the time and yeah, I've got some ideas though. Got what oh, plenty of ideas. <laughs> Beck is teasing is that at some point she's probably going to start making jewelry because it's oh, yeah. the only reason you ever start metal casting. And I can only imagine and now my mind is spinning because I'm thinking like, oh wow, your art in jewelry form would be freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing that I am most excited about and I guess this is a little bit of a teaser for it too. What the Ooh. first, couple projects I want to do for it is I want to make tiny sword earrings like just like Love the it. swords that I draw my characters holding as earrings and pendants and stuff like that I think that would be awesome so oh boy we'll see how we go um it's going to take a little little while I think so no time frame on that one <laughs> I I can't wait I that is awesome there's one oh here it is I'm, I'm scrolling through your feed as we're talking there's one you did um that I just love. And I, I keep going back to it. Cause it's one of my favorite things you made. It's the little sword with like the, the red circle in the middle and the, yep. the points. It's just a beautiful piece. And it's like, Thank you. I just love, I love, I love the way you're able to, it's actually, Oh, I'm now that I'm, I just realized it's the sword behind you on your wall. Yeah. The yeah. Same sword. <laughs> I, I love that sword design so much. I printed that one out as like some keychains as well. And they're, they're gone. They're sold. <laughs> You're, you're bringing your stuff into the real world's got to be kind of wild because, you know, <laughs> your stuff doesn't have a lot of dimensionality on paper. And then you're trying to, you got to figure out not just how to get the shape, but where to put dimensionality and where to, like, where to turn shading into bevels and stuff yeah. like that. Like, it's does that such, freak out a little bit or? It, it's such a good challenge, honestly. Like, 
I don't get as freaked out about it as I thought I would like when I was initially starting it all. I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. man, this is a challenge and I love it. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to work towards it and we're going to get this final sword and it's going to be good. <laughs> Do you surprise, like, have you done anything? Have you done anything that you just surprised yourself? Like you went, wow. Like yes. maybe it was like on the first try you nailed something or something that you just didn't think you'd be able to pull off and you did. And it's like, huh, I'm just going to do a victory lap. I'm done for today. <laughs> Honestly, the mural, the mural was my big, like, man, I did that and that worked. You but... actually did a YouTube video about the mural. <laughs> my only YouTube video. Your only YouTube video. <laughs> Very the... abandoned channel. <laughs> so I don't think we even, I don't think we even discussed how we met because it's kind of funny. Uh, so last year around Christmas time, um, I put out the call on Because We Make and I said, if you have, if you sell anything and you have an e-commerce store or something similar, um, let me know because I had a page on the Because We Make website. I may do that again this year because I got a really nice response from it. And I did hear people say that, hey, somebody found me through the page. So I was like, oh, great. Even if I made one sale, then it was worth it. Mm. Um, but you messaged me. Yeah. And you're like, hey, I'm a fan of the podcast. And I, you know, here's my page. If you if you could put it up, I would love it. And I'm like, the hell are you? <laughs> like I literally thought that like because I had never you I had never seen like a comment from you I'd never seen a post and that's when I started looking at your work and I'm like holy crap her stuff is so cool like where did she come from and that's that's how <laughs> we got to know each other I'm like yeah of course I'll put you in your stuff is amazing holy crap and I was so into it yeah um, how, did, how did you even find the podcast like what's that story like because I don't think I've ever asked you that and I was just realizing like we met in a weird way because you were following the podcast before I knew who you were. <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt a bit weird about that message. I'm just like, Oh, is this weird to like message you to like put my stuff on that thing? But you know, started, that's what I asked for. <laughs> yeah. Started conversations and I'm, I love talking to you now. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's, um, it, I love that. I love that. I have so many friends around the world and I'm like, it's so cool that we're just like buddies now. And it's like, yeah, no, I like, I like her a lot. Like, <laughs> that's why I was like when I'm rebooting this I'm like okay I have to think of guests that would be a good fit for the show because I do have a pretty wide even though it sounds narrow I left myself a lot of wiggle room where I can shoehorn someone into the format yeah but for you it was like no I'm gonna have her on like we were gonna have you on because we make and then the show ended so it was like <laughs> all right well you know what instead of ending a podcast she could start one so <laughs> Yeah, I was absolutely amazed when you asked me, honestly. I was so excited. But um, I think I found you were one of the first making podcasts that I ever listened to. Oh, nice. I was, I was um, kind of primarily like listening to music and stuff when I worked. I'm just like, my playlists are getting very repetitive. Let's see what's out yeah. there in the podcast world instead. Um, wow. And I think I just Googled like making podcasts and came across like a list and yours was on it, um, making it was on it, working hands um, and clan that's a great list of podcasts, by the way. Those yeah. are four great podcasts. <laughs> I love them all. And especially <laughs> Clampcast is was probably my second favorite. Like yours would be my favorite. Then Clampcast. You heard that, um, right? Grant, Morley, and Adam, you heard that, right? You, you heard what she said. <laughs> okay, just want to make sure. Just, just want to sure. shout that out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was listening to you for a while when Ethan was your um, co-host mm-hmm. and 
yeah, when you put that call out, I'm just like, man, this is the perfect time for me to message you and, you know, start <laughs> that communication because I'm not very good at like messaging people out of the blue. So when you put that call out, I'm just like, all right, I have a reason to message him now. Sure. Let's do it. Sure. <laughs> I was so, I was so, I, I, the one thing that, the one thing that, you know, when you're doing this, when you're doing some, any kind of media, like whether you're YouTube, whether it's Instagram, whatever, you know, when you're, when you're chatting with people all the time, the weird thing that happens is you think, you know, your whole audience and every once in a while, someone will come up to you and go, yeah, I'm a, it happened to me at maker camp. Someone came up to me and said, you know, he was a fan of the podcast. And I'm like, you don't really know who you are. <laughs> Like, that's and that's amazing. awesome. Like, that's not a bad thing. That means that the, that means that it's growing. You know, it's like when you're selling yeah. things and the first order you get from someone that isn't friend or family is a big deal. Massive deal. It's, there's definitely always like silent watchers out there. They're just kind mm -hmm. of like watching what you're doing and you know, not commenting or just kind of like liking your things every now and then. But it's, it's really awesome when people actually start like talking to you and come out. Sure. The blue. Have you, um, so, um, I know you're in Melbourne. Yes. Um, are you, are you staying there? Have you thought about like, I don't know, have you ever thought about leaving, moving somewhere else? Like I know everybody has that wanderlust, especially the artsy creative types. They always want to be on the move. Like, are you, or are you just happy you've put down your roots and you're staying where you are? Honestly, I love Melbourne. <laughs> like, okay. I, I don't think I would move. Um, like we're in the outer suburbs where we live. So we're just kind mm -hmm. of like out of the hustle and bustle of Melbourne, but just kind of like close enough that we can you know, have our day trips there, do the markets there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I absolutely love where I live. I wouldn't change it. Nice. <laughs> nice. We were joking about an, a YouTuber who moved out of Melbourne to, um, where did he go? To where Queensland. We, to Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah. He went to Brisbane. And I was like, why? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> like, so many people have been moving to Brisbane from Queensland recently. I'm just like... <laughs> Two Brisbane from Melbourne, sorry. I was just like, oh, man, goodbye, everyone, but I'm going to stay right here. <laughs> <laughs> There's growth opportunities in this town, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, honestly, like, the art stuff here as well is just so good. Melbourne has such a good arts culture. Like, if oh, you're that's great. making anything, there's, there's a spot for you here. <laughs> That's got to be nice. Like when you're in a, when you, when you have a skill that your community is like really into, that's got to be a nice feeling. Such a nice feeling. And there's so many like events and stuff that are just like celebrating all of the different skills and stuff as well. Like, and, and your art, your art in particular is very like positive and happy and there, it's yeah, fantastical. Yeah. It's cheerful. Like you use, you're not afraid to use ridiculously bright colors. And oh no. I, I like to say that I'm just kind of like living my living like a unsupervised five-year-old. <laughs> so that's what my art comes across as. <laughs> it's it's so good though, because it's just as the more I've gotten to know you over the over the last year or so, the more I realize like your art is a reflection of your personality. And I you don't often see that. Sometimes you go, Oh wow, you're the person that makes that art. That's interesting. Yeah. But with you, it's like no, this is her. Like, this is her in sketch form. Yeah, this is 100% me. And the characters and stuff that I've been doing recently, like, they've been having, like, blue hair, purple hair. It's just, like, these are a literal... Self-insert, self-insert, self-insert. Exactly. It's just, like, this is me as a mermaid. This is me as a person <laughs> that can have a sword. <laughs> and what you just heard, everyone, was called dropping all pretense. <laughs> 
Becca's like, no, I'm not even pretending it's not me. It's me, okay? It's 100% me. <laughs> like, you don't understand. At night, I have mermaid pajamas that I wear. <laughs> <laughs> Very close. They've got unicorns. <laughs> there you go. It had to be. It had to be. It had to be something colorful and fantastical yeah. because that's just, that's your personality. It's and if you're not watching the video, you have to see she has the most awesome purple hair. and. Every guy, everybody that knows me or has known me for any length of time knows that I have a major soft spot for girls with really insane hair colors. <laughs> uh, there's, there's something about people with bright hair. I, I love it. It's just like a, it's a talking point. It's, 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 it's an, fun. it's like an artist thing. It just kind of is like, it's, I, I just feel like, you know, it's like taking one part that people were, are too scared to make a piece of like a canvas yeah. and going nope this too like yep. some people like i have an artist friend who does just has tons of tattoos and they're all just like we're not talking like prison tats where it's like an outline it's like low effort stuff i'm talking like i mean you have to give up a weekend to get that <laughs> one done you know it's just insanely detailed yeah you know that's the oh what visit are you on to get that oh i'm on my 16th visit just to you know to do this you know do you go to look at one and it's like how many visits oh that was four visits one was just shading so much time but oh, you know, i bet they look amazing they do they do they totally do and they're they're just super incredible. And then, you know, you see people go, yeah, I'm just more of a color person. And, you know, the hair just like today yep. is purple. And then next week it's green. And then a couple of weeks <laughs> from now it'll be blue. And it's like, oh, she's yep. the blue haired, purple haired, green haired person. <laughs> <laughs> when the roots start coming out, it's time to go a different color. <laughs> that's your, that's called opportunity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, we have an opportunity to plug some people that we like or some things that we like. And I like to Sounds call that great. things of the week, a blatantly stolen segment, but I still love doing it. Um, Beck, what's your thing of the week? My thing of the week is Sam Dawson. Um, or, so his Instagram is Sam Drawson, which I absolutely love that he's put the word clever as hell, by the way, clever as hell. So good. And his illustrations are just amazing. Like they're, they're youthful, they're vibrant. Ah, uh, they inspire me so much. When you sent me his, when you sent me his Instagram, I'm like, oh, I totally like your vibe is so similar. <laughs> Even though your color palette's very different, it was the yeah. first thing I noticed. His color palette is much more muted and warm, and yours yep. are more vibrant, bright, and kind of just. I you used the term earlier, children's book, and I was like, yep. yeah, that yours is more like a children's book. His is more like um a retro style almost, yeah, like a, like a aged style. Yeah, definitely get those vibes from it. Yeah, but I love his, it. His style and like the line art and stuff's just so clean and so nice. Very good stuff. Um, yeah, Sam Drawson on Instagram. He's got ten thousand followers. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it great though that you know you know you can tell me about somebody I've never heard of a guy that has ten thousand followers. It's like wow, that's a guy that I am like definitely going to follow now because yeah. like, I like his vibe. It's like, um, he reminds me in a weird way, his color selection reminds you of Paloma the Peach. Have you seen her stuff? No, I haven't seen her stuff. Oh my I God, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. The, it's not so much the style, it's the colors. Yeah. Like that warm, yeah, it's really weird. You start noticing things like that. It's like, it's not the work, it's the colors. The colors, it's where the colors meet. And yeah. I, I think that's when you start to realize you're actually an artist of some kind. 
you know, yeah, when it's... you start picking out like the smaller details from it, just like the colors yeah. or the the lines or the way people do eyes or smallest things. Yeah, or you know, I I've noticed there's like I see it with his stuff too. There's this one thing I love with his style, and I see it in a couple of different like this line arty type style where the arms are very rigid, like they're yeah. L's. Like it's a the elbow is just an L. Yeah. It's, there's no curve to the character. The character is just straight line, straight line, straight line. And then the only part that's got curves usually is like the face, the head, and the ears. But everything else is very angular. And I yeah, love that kind of stuff. I just like that style. I think it looks cool. But Yeah, I think it's a very fun style. Like it's it fits in with, um, I don't know, all of the other art on my walls. <laughs> I, I, I meant to ask you, and it's funny because I don't keep a list of questions. I just kind of go where the conversation goes. And I meant yeah. to ask you something. And now we're talking about style. How did you develop your style? Because it is super unique. It's a, it's yeah. a combination of a bunch of things, but it is super unique. How did you get to your style? Man, it's, it's really hard to tell exactly how we got to a, like where it is at the moment. But um like when I look at it over the last couple of years, it has changed so much in just like since uni to now. Um, but I think I just kind of started off with just like, you know, I like I like basic shapes. We're mm-hmm. just going to draw like a circle head and we're going to connect it to a circle body. <laughs> and then <laughs> we just kind of developed it from there. <laughs> that's what I am when I look in the mirror, a circle head and a circle body. Like that's, I totally see that. That's I feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> Representation. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I, and it's just, you know, try new things here and there, just like adding in, like, let's change the ears, developed it onwards. Let's change, like, the, the eyes and the smile and add the noodly arms. <laughs> <laughs> the noodly arms. I, I've got to, I think I might just, I, I mean, I want to use it. I want to use it. And you did a piece of art, you know, for those of you, you know, this is some inside information that I can share now because it's not <laughs> going to happen in the way it was intended. But Beck did a caricature of Brooke and I that was going to be on merch for Because We Make. And it was Brooke and I with noodly arms and big <laughs> pupils. And it was in, and I just, I have been meaning to get around to it. Now I finally know how to use the tools to do it, but to, make it just me and yeah. i'm i'm very excited because i really want to use it somewhere like i just i love that caricature of me and i've sent it to people and they go oh wow who did that i was like that's my friend beck did that that's <laughs> awesome i thought you love it i was so happy with how that turned out and when i when you said that you love it as well i'm just like ah yes ah. i'm so glad <laughs> yeah I, I gave you like no guidance no assistance i was like yeah just your style me her do it yeah like, okay cool you got pictures <laughs> of you guys yeah here's one i'm like I, I'm like, you're being a jerk. Like, you're a jerk client. You're giving her nothing to work with. And then you come back with it. And I'm like, nailed it. Just make her logo <laughs> white instead of black and we're good. <laughs> that yeah. was it. I think that was the only thing I said was like, make her logo white. That was yes. the only thing that was changed. Uh, but you guys had like photos of yourselves on Instagram as well. So even though that's you true. gave me one photo, there was a couple more to work from. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Beck, Beck's, a, Beck's a professional stalker, just like me. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. I'm really good at stalking. <laughs> <laughs> So your style just kind of evolved and the color work and all that, the line work, it just kind of yeah. just became um, your thing. I, it's honestly really hard to tell like exactly how we got there. It's just evolved over, over, yeah. Years. You ever look at it and go, you ever look at it and go, how the hell did I get here? <laughs> like, yeah. Some of my most recent ones that I'm just like, damn, man, like the, the little bits of detail in that. I'm so happy, but how, how are we here now? How'd this happen? <laughs> 
<laughs> I do notice. I did notice something in your more recent one. You did a girl recently on your on your Instagram, and I'm she had like green hair and yep. a sword, and yep. that was one that looked more refined than your typical stuff. Like she didn't have the noodle arms, which was kind yeah. of interesting. And that, it just seemed more like you were making, you had something in mind with her rather than just like, I'm going to make something in my style. Yeah, exactly. And I think that was also a little bit of like, it had been maybe a couple of weeks since I'd actually drawn with mm-hmm. that one as well. And I'm just like, I want to draw again because I've been mm-hmm. doing the 3D modeling and market prep and all of that kind of stuff. So we need to get back into the digital art. So that was a much more planned out one. Like that started with the thumbnail, whereas most of it, like the thumbnail sketch and then develops into the final thing. Whereas most of them are just kind of like, I'm going to just start sketching and we'll see where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so since we're doing things of the week, I just realized like, oh no, we got, I actually got so excited to talk about your style. I forgot to do my thing of the week. <laughs> but my yeah. thing of the week, um, if you watch my YouTube channel, a couple of days ago, I posted a, um, equipment test video. It was, um, I was testing out my new wireless mic. I got the DJI mic, which I've recommended to a million people and didn't own myself. Now I do. And the, my friend recommended the Canon M50 as a video camera for YouTube. And you know what? It's a really good recommendation because the quality off that camera is insane. It's, it's way better than I expected. And as far as size and weight, it's tiny. It's a, it's not, it looks like an SLR on like Best Buy's website and Amazon's website. When you get it in your hand, it's much, much smaller and it has interchangeable lenses. It's a mirrorless camera. And I got the adapter to use my Rebel lenses on it. So this body, theoretically, I could get rid of my two Rebels and just keep the lenses and have just this camera, which I won't do because I like my Rebels. I might get rid of one of them now, but um, yeah, this is a great little camera. I'm super happy with it. And in fact, today uh, in my shop, as we record this October 30th, today I actually did the first YouTube video, like proper YouTube video with it. Um, it's a wonderful camera. The video quality, it does 4K24, which is cinematic 4K, which I'm not interested in doing that. And it doesn't do 4K30. So it maxes out for 4K at 24 frames, but it does incredibly high bandwidth 1080p 60. And it looks awesome. My test for everything is I watch it on the Apple TV. And if it looks good on the Apple TV, good. Let's roll with it. And this looked really good on the Apple TV. It sounded really good on the Apple TV. So I'm very happy with the new equipment. That's why the YouTube channel is coming back because I am finally have the equipment to really do some YouTube now. So mm. I'll have the link to it in the show notes. In the United States, it's um, $6.99. Um, on Best Buy's website just for the camera. I got the vlogging creator kit from Canon. So it has the remote, the tripod with the remote on it and the the um, shotgun mic and one other thing. I don't remember what the other thing was. Great little kit. It was like $8.99. A lot of value in the kit. I would highly recommend just get the kit. You get all the cool stuff with it and you'll have everything you need going forward. But it's a great camera. Very happy with it. And the YouTube channel is going to get a lot of love. You know who else gets a lot of love, though? The people who su- the people who support the show financially. Yay! Because <laughs> we love the people that support the show financially. We love them so much that there is actually the Hall of Fame page is back on the website. I, f- I got that fixed up this weekend. So the people who support this show financially and deserve all the love in the world are 
Matthew Serio of Artigiano Serio. Big Al Schultz of New York Woodworks is now officially a subscriber. Tori Decker from Tori Did It, Ed Swanson of Ed's Clocks and More, Jake Drews of Make With Jake, Megan Chris from Onyx, Onyx Design Studios, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, Kim and Garrett from Kim and Garrett Make It, Rory Langefeld of RLL Woodworks and DIY, Robert J. Keller, Rebecca Cole of Beck C Designs, <laughs> Brian Arsenault, Seven Hills Maker, and Lars Coleman of Colorado Multicraft, along with Jeremy Spies. You guys are the absolute best, and I appreciate it. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can go to vincentmferrari.com slash support to do so, where you can pick your subscriber tier. There's four of them. We make it real easy, and I don't go through a third party, so I get all that cash. Um, if you can't support the show financially, that's fine too. A review is just as good. If you go to the Hall of Fame page, which is vincentmferrari.com slash hall-of-fame, there's two buttons at the bottom. You can support. It'll take you to the subscribe page, or you can leave a review through a service I use that makes it real easy to find a place you can actually put one. So I would appreciate either one of them. I know a lot of you left them for Because We Make, and that's why people actually come on this show. So if you have a moment and you'd like to review Digitally Creative, now that we're in episode three, I would absolutely love that. Um, I think that's going to do it for this week. Beck, you are awesome. And it has been <laughs> so nice chatting with you. Thank you for having me on. It's been really good actually talking to you as well, rather than just like Instagram message. <laughs> I mean, that's our primary form of communication. And it's really, I was like, are, are we going to have like anything to say? Like, are, are we going to be able to do it like a podcast? Like, is, yeah. is, you know, our conversations may stretch out over the course of a couple of days because it's, you know, it's text, yeah. but it was like, no, we're going to, we're going to do this. And then of course you start worrying, like, are we going to have enough bandwidth for video? And like, no, it yeah. seems like everything, actually your video is the best of anybody who's been on the show so far. It's the first time the video didn't wig out. And I'm panicking because I hope I turned on video before we started recording. <laughs> so if there's no video version of this podcast, the answer is no, you didn't, dummy. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, fingers crossed for that one, sir. Yes, exactly. But thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, where can people go to find more of your work and more of your stuff and Yes, follow so her guys follow her she's criminally <laughs> underfollowed on instagram follow her instagram would be the the main place i would say is like where i post the most regularly so um that's beck.c.design mm -hmm. and yeah i have a website if you want to check that out at all as well come buy my stuff <laughs> <laughs> yes, buy her stuff absolutely buy her stuff she'll um, you ship everywhere you don't just yeah. ship to oz you ship yeah, everywhere I ship everywhere there you go yeah. She ships every no, guys. <laughs> she's shipping from Australia. Look how dedicated she is. Isn't that worth yeah. something? I want everyone, everyone everywhere to have some of my stuff. Everyone <laughs> should have some of her cheery, funky, trippy art. And <laughs> I am so glad to call you a friend. I'm so glad that we met. And I'm so glad that we had this opportunity to chat and that we had this opportunity to put you in front of a few people that may not have known about you. So I hope I Thank hope a bunch of people swarm your page right now to see more of your stuff. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me as well that you that you asked for me to come on. Oh, hundred. Yeah. It was it was a no brainer. <laughs> it, the only reason you didn't come on sooner is because that ended. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, thanks for stopping by. And thank you all of you for listening. Um, there would be no show if it wasn't for listeners. And I appreciate all of you. And until next week, where I don't even know who the guest is anymore because I don't record these in order. We just figure it out as we go. This I said this was episode three just now. 
This could be episode five. I have no idea. But you know what? <laughs> Whatever number it is, it'll be back next week. And I hope you'll join me. Until then, have a great week, everybody. And we'll talk to you then. Thank you.